Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 281. And wait, we go. Rachel, get a shot. What? Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Mugger Putty. And uh, I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm feeling fantastic. I am ecstatic. And not even the fact that Mark Schwann's ugly mug is right here. We're going to bring me down. Mark Schwann, how you doing, buddy? Well, uh, I'm a little confused. I mean, you just completely tore me down. But you're talking about something that you're excited about. So what's what's up, buddy? Breaking news tonight. Uh, Britney Spears is free. Yes. Finally, 14 years. Yes, that that is exciting. It's fantastic. Good for her, man. And conservatorships conservatorships don't often get overturned or canceled. So good for her, man. Good for her. Fantastic. So I was very happy about power, that. The power, the power, putty of social media. People have been clamoring on to this the whole time for, for I feel like a few years now, calling for Britney Spears to be free. Free Britney has been trending for a while now. And finally, finally, she gets her freedom. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah, me too. I think we all are. Good for her, man. Good for her. Hope he doesn't fuck it up, though. <laughs> but whatever. That's another story. Mark, what's going on, buddy? How you been? How you feeling? How's your wife feeling? She's doing well. Any, any, She's any, doing well, man. Any ramifications for that big announcement from last week? What do you mean, any ramifications? Were your social media things flooded? Were people sliding into your DMs congratulating you? No, I mean, like... Don't care about you. That's right, I guess. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. That's awkward. Another big announcement tonight, Mark Schwann. BCW went live on social media to make some big announcements. Did you watch it? Did you partake in this? Of course. Of course. I saw it, man. Big announcement here. Marina Sha- uh, Marina Schaefer. He's sure. facing Darius Carter for a World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, oh, she's okay. a member of the Four Horsewomen. Okay. What? I told you beforehand I got clips to play of the announcement. Okay. I'm sorry. So, that's right. fine. No, it's fine. You just fucked me up. No, 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 I don't even know if I said her name right. You didn't. You never do. No. The clips I was going to play, Marcus, before you rained on my parade, they might announce with BCW. You're really not editing this? No. <laughs> BCW is coming back, and the gov- really? it was the governor and Anthony Cole making the big announcements. And uh, AJ, the governor, the governing light, as he's now called, asked Mr. Cole, what is the new BCW going to be like? And here was his response. Oh, in this version of BCW, you're going to see... A lot more exciting things. The company is going to be run a lot tighter. There's not going to be any of that getting to the door at 6 o'clock and then wait until 6.30 for doors to open. We are revamping. We're going to be running like a well-oiled machine. So we have to make it better for the fans. This is the fans' thing. If the fans aren't happy, you know what, what, what else is there? So, man, looking forward to that. And then later on, Marcus, I don't know if you were in the chat for that, but then AJ announced the main event. For Queen of the North 3, 
And this is what he had to say. And if you listen closely, Marcus, you'll hear how to pronounce her name correctly. Queen of the North 3, Darius Carter, I hope you are still in this room. Because one of the major, the main events, so we're going to have a couple of main events, but they're one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. For the BCW World Heavyweight Championship, Mr. Darius Carter, the All-Father, after facing Sue Young, Riley Shepard at the past two, this year, you are going to be facing Marina Shafir. <laughs> That's why, well, Darius, you heard it. The problem, Marina, well, you were ahead of it. You were ready for that, Darius. <laughs> Me and you are on that wavelength. But, yes, we've been in discussions for a bit. We got the contract finalized this week. Yes, sir. Darius Carter will be facing the problem, Marina Shafir, Queen of the North 3. Get ready, Darius. Big announcement. Uh, give me a, a bunch of names to pick out. That's not a name I would have chosen. So big surprise, big, big name to get. So uh, looking forward to this one. Absolutely. Some are calling already Darius Carter's biggest challenge to date as BCW World Heavyweight Champion. And he's faced a lot of people, man. Yeah. A lot of people like, you know, you've seen on TV that, that uh, we've come to enjoy watching. And, uh, and now this is a big one, man. She's, she's a hard hitter. That's putting it mildly, yeah. She's probably the hardest-hitting woman in wrestling today. I don't want to be Darius Carter right now. I don't often say that a lot because Darius Carter is awesome. But I just—it's going to be an interesting blend of styles. I mean, because because she's got the MMA background, yep. and, and Darius—he's you know, he, got that you know that European feel type of wrestling that he does, like the the British style of wrestling. Um, it's going to be an interesting blend of styles to see, man. I I, I am actually looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Tickets are still available. Queen of the North 3 in New Jersey. Get them while you can, because I think there was pre-sale. Those, that sold out quickly, so get your tickets while you can. Yeah, already. I mean, we're still a month away from January from the from the um, premiere of BCW, the return. Yeah, over a month. And yeah, tickets are already, tickets are already flying, man. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic for it. Yeah, BCW, I've always considered my home promotion, so I, I'm, I'm just glad that you know, to get back into the wrestling world in, in my home with BCW, uh, where they gave me the, the biggest opportunity of all to be part of the wrestling world. It's something I've been dying to do ever since I was a little kid. So this is an exciting time for me, for indie wrestling, uh, for BCW faithful. It, it, it's, it's exciting all around. And actually, tying into this, I do have an interview, buddy. Okay. We have a doubleheader today, as yeah. some of you may know, as we talked about on social media. First interview up. She will be a Queen of the North 3. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley Shepard. Riley Shepard, how's it going? It's going. It's going. It's almost holiday season, so I'm excited. All of the wrestling with the puns that have to do with, like, holiday bash and all of the things that they, they like to have for the titles are coming out now. So for, for, the rec- for the record, though, I have to ask, you know, which holiday we're talking about? Are we talking about Thanksgiving or are we talking about... Yeah, the, the the December holidays here. <laughs> so as you can see, <laughs> I still I still have my Halloween decorations up currently um, because I really like Halloween, and I only got to decorate about a week before, so I'm leaving them up a little bit longer than normal. But okay. I, I I'm one of those people that like every holiday gets their time. Yes, so thank you, you. Don't you dare start singing Christmas carols until Black Friday. <laughs> Black Friday, gung ho, gung ho. 
absolutely. I'm 1000% <laughs> with you. I'm not necessarily even like a huge Thanksgiving person, I'm not a fan of turkey, but that's a whole other story. But you know, it's still like they deserve its time. You know, it's, it's a time and place. I, yeah. People are already asking about what I want for Christmas. Like, hello, uh, don't put that stress on me. No, I mean, I do. I do definitely prepare and buy gifts ahead of time because that's I love giving gifts to people. So like if I have ideas and things, I'm that's happening already. But I don't I don't want Christmas carols. I don't no. want lights up yet. I don't want a tree yet. Literally the weekend after Thanksgiving is when I go get a tree because that's that's Boom. a my because da- my dad's one, favorite. Hall. Yeah. One chapter closes, another chapter opens. Like, yeah, I, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, they have Christmas coming in on Halloween, which is like one of my favorite holidays. Not allowed. Do not do it. Is it just <laughs> me or is it getting earlier? It's getting earlier and earlier now, right? It is. It is. It makes me sad. I like, I get it because corporations, money, whatever. Anyway, but I, I'm always like, okay, October's Halloween, November's Thanksgiving, December's Christmas. That's it. My dad's favorite holidays is Thanksgiving. We do not skip it. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's a big no. And again, not a turkey guy by any means, but hell, I'll take all the sides. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But we could talk about this all day long, I'm sure. This is a wrestling podcast. This is a wrestling interview. Last time we checked here. So let's get into some business. So Riley Shepard, last time we spoke, last time we had you on Hollywood's Corner, a little bit of a different version of you that I've seen uh, over the social medias. And I've also seen in person at Titan Championship Wrestling. There, yeah. There's been quite a bit of a transition here. You know, the mm-hmm. in-ring character, I, I think their body of work, uh, even on the socials, like th- there's been a huge transformation happening here. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm still the geek that you see. I still stand for the silent, but over at Titan's, I think it just kind of got to a point where I've spent my entire life being a people pleaser. I hate disappointing people. I want to stand up for people. And that's what it is at my core. That's like one of my intrinsic values. But I had a match with Vicious Vicky months ago. And it was my very first match for the Goddesses of War Women Shiny. And I had her up ready to go for my level up. And I was this close. And Notorious Mimi came in with her little goons and kicked me in the face. And I got cheated out of the Shiny opportunity. And next I find out the next month, they're having a ladder match for the Shiny. And I'm not in it. Mm. And I'm on commentary and going, something's wrong. Something, obviously, I'm doing something wrong. I must be being too polite and waiting my turn patiently in line when, obviously, if you kick someone in the face, apparently you get an opportunity. So guess what? That's what I had to do. I didn't kick her in the face. I did hit her in the face. Um, but <laughs> I digress. I digress. Semantics. Semantics. Everyone says it's an attitude change. It's it's not quite an attitude change. It's realizing I bring a lot to the table and I have fought so hard for every single opportunity I've been given. And I've risen to every challenge and challenge that Titans especially has given me, whether it was a no holds barred with Lady Frost and a no holds barred with Vicious Vicky. I just had a 30 minute Iron Woman match with Vicious Vicky again. 
no matter what challenge you put in front of me, the gladiator of geese is going to rise to that challenge. And at a certain point, I need to stop apologizing and waiting and take what's deserved. And I have fought my way through all of this and I deserve to be in that title shot and continue to be talked about. I am the epitome of goddesses of war. I am the gladiator goddess. So yeah, I'm here and I'm not quiet anymore. You're gonna hear me. And you might not always agree with me, but I know I'm right. <laughs> wow. All right. Strong words there from <laughs> Riley Shepard. Yeah, definitely a bit of an attitude change. And I do respect that. I, I do believe you should always fight for what you want and what you feel like you deserve. And obviously mm-hmm. you feel like you, you haven't been given a fair shot there. And I think we could all, we all know your history. You know, you do work your ass off. I've never held that against you. You know, you, you, I've always said that you're a hard worker in that ring, out of that ring. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're a warrior. But what about the fans, though? Because the fans, especially you gravitate towards um, a younger crowd. They do look up to you. What, what would you say to, to their parents that this kid may have idolized you? Now they might have an attitude change. So when I was growing up, I, I was bullied a lot. And I've never been quiet about that. I've talked about my past in the past. The one thing my mom had always told me was if someone is bullying you, stand up for yourself. And I don't care if that means you punch them in the face. I don't care if that means you're using your words, whatever you decide to do, I will stand behind you because if someone's bullying you, I want you to know that you have a spine and you have the courage and you are strong and you're a warrior. So for me, that's been instilled upon me. And I've always been the type of person to use my words growing up. (laughs) except for in the wrestling ring. Um, And I've been the person to kind of be like, okay, we don't want to stir the pot too much. But growing up, I was bullied for a very long time because I, I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't use my voice. And it took them bullying another girl for me to finally even find that voice. And I still, it took years for me and I, I almost blame myself for it, but I didn't want that to happen this time around. To me, the bully is Vicky. And it's not just in Titans. It's all over the place. She's been a bully. And this there's these young kids who are looking up to this woman who's coming through and, and was bullying people. And I tried to be the better person. And it got to a point where I apparently needed to get down and dirty to get what I wanted because... That's what I was taught to do. If I continue to be bullied and I continue to keep silent and obviously it's not working for me, we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to get angry. And if parents can't agree with that and can't understand that, I'm sorry to them. And I I obviously don't have kids, so I can't tell them what they're going to teach their kids. Uh, But that's that's what I was taught growing up. So. No, I, I someone that was bullied myself growing up, completely understand that, completely get it. Uh, you know, it does kind of stay with you in a certain way. It helps mold you to the person uh, that you are today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with that being said, you talk about, you know, Vicious Vicky and how how she's definitely has a certain, um, <laughs> certain reputation that she has, right? Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like 
and uh, I had one appearance at Titan Championship Wrestling, and I felt like it was Wacky Wednesday. You know, I I felt like it was it was so bizarre in a sense because you know no matter where I went, no matter uh you know what roster it was, Vicious Vicky would always get booed, Riley Shepard would always get cheered, but here at Titan it was reverse. Yeah. How does yeah. that affect your mindset? Does that change anything at all for you? Do you feel a certain way about that? I think it's hard for me because, like I said, I've always been such a people pleaser. So for me, it is very hard to have people not like me. Um, but it, it it got to a point where I need to stop worrying about people liking me. Um, and I need to show that I do have a spine and then I do have that courage. And I'm going to go after whatever I want. And if someone's standing in my way, I'm going to take them down. So if that causes them to boo me, that causes them to boo me. I know who I am inside and out. And I know what I stand for. I want that shiny. I've worked so hard to get where I am and to be in that title picture. And I'm not letting it go. I, I refuse. I'm a tourist. I'm stubborn as heck. <laughs> I am in that title shot and I will remain in that title shot until that shiny is in my hands and that realm becomes mine. With all due respect, Riley Shepard, you know, you've had, as you mentioned before, this has been going on for months with yes. you and Vicious Vicky. <laughs> mm-hmm. For months. And honestly, I'm a fan of it. Fan of both women here. I think it's a great rivalry. I think if anything, the fans have been winning watching this uh, transform into like other type of matches here and this rivalry getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Uh, We have another match here coming up, as I understand, at Titan. Mm -hmm. How is this going to be different from any of the other matches that you had with her? So this match is actually going to be a last woman standing. So it's literally last goddess standing. Only goddess standing. And that's going to be the unification of the shinies because for whatever reason, they want to tell me I'm a false goddess. I'm a false, you know, prophet, whatever, whatever. I still have my shiny, (laughs) but they're unifying it this time around. And the last goddess standing is going to be the one who gets to walk away with both. So that one, that shiny is coming home with me. And that's what's going to be different. There's no, there's no gray area anymore. We've gone back and forth with, I almost won. Notorious Mimi got involved. Vicky was able to pull out the one because surprise, no one came out in that one and ruined my chances on that one or her chances. And then the last two matches, the no holds barred. She wasn't able to capitalize when she threw me through that door. She didn't have the wherewithal and the strength to even crawl over to me and pin me. And then we had 30-minute match, Iron Woman match. I had her in the Beast Slayer in a submission. She was literally this close to tapping out, and the time ran, ran out. So we're like even. It, we're it, on it's always even. like this here. It's literally this close. And it's the story it, of the rivalry. This close. <laughs> <laughs> this close. And when it comes to November 20th, I, this close goes there. It's mine. That's it. There's there's no gray area. There's no this close. It's mine. Well, I am certainly looking forward to seeing that. Riley Shepard. Also, we have BCW, the return. Finally, officially, the rumors have been going on for a while now, but it is finally happening come January 21st, 2022. Queen of the North 3. Yeah. What does that mean for you? Are we going to see this new version of Riley <laughs> Shepard emerge there 
at BCW, or are we going to see the Riley Shepard that everyone knows and loves? Well, I'm not going to roll my dice just yet for everyone. Okay, okay. We're, we're not doing that just yet. I will say that at Anniversary in Atlantic City, I was in a battle with Vanity and Ruthless Lala injected herself. Into I like, was thinking when you were talking about Mimi and Vicious Vicky, I was thinking about this same thing here. I was thinking that. <laughs> and she took my head off and I went... <laughs> hello (laughs) who knows i mean it is i mean that's when i got to the point of okay this is this is when i need to apparently turn the dial up but i have all the respect in the world for vanity she's been holding it down as the women's champion over at bcw especially with Faye having to relinquish it um and it and she has such poise and she carries it with such a swagger um so i have all the respect in the world for her Ruthless Lala, who it, it funny, she says respectfully all the time. Not so much respectfully for her. <laughs> so I we'll have to see if uh, a more ruthless side of Riley comes out. Um, if if that has to happen, you know you've seen it will happen. Um, but I'm not going to show that just yet. I won't let you know. But we'll see. I don't even know right now if uh, Queen of the North. I'm in the women's shiny you know contention talk um but if i'm not <laughs> i have no problem putting myself there <laughs> i was gonna say you you i know no announcements have been made yet as far as who's gonna be there who's gonna be not but i feel like you know you've been probably the heart and soul of bcw that for a while now and especially after what happened at queen oh, not queen north after what happened at anniversary four you know one would obviously think obviously think that Riley versus Vanity 2 should be in the work somehow, some way, right? You would think, but that didn't happen at, at Goddesses of War TCW for me, so I had to take what, what I was owed. So we'll see. Hopefully the administration of PCW saw what happened over at Titans and went, maybe we shouldn't make, we shouldn't try and do that because she's going to go crazy. <laughs> I just saw the look in your eye there. <laughs> 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 wedding crashers not gonna lie there <laughs> so so hopefully they've learned from uh that and we'll see but until that's announced i don't really know uh, i will cross all my fingers and toes because that's another shiny that i'd love to add onto my waist well i certainly know <laughs> your ears will be to the ground as the announcements roll out for bcw about the lineup for queen of the north three raleigh shepherd thank you so much for joining our show it's always been a pleasure having you on uh in just talking shop with you uh for all those that don't know uh where can they find you on social media so i am on all social media at the riley shepherd and that's instagram facebook twitter all the riley shepherd um i have rileyshepherd.com which is my website and i have merch t-shirts at whatamaneuver.com which so if you google what a maneuver and riley shepherd you'll find me awesome yeah (laughs) the marketing side of me just lit up with smiles so riley shepherd thank you again for joining us back to the studio yeah bye yeah i am so pumped for that match riley shepherd versus vicious vicky at titan championship wrestling on november 20th last woman standing putty i mean this these two have been having a war for the past few months strong words are from riley shepherd and dude yeah Hopefully, she'll get that rematch. All right, Mark, looking forward to that. He's also said there's another interview lined up. 
Yeah. So this one is from Green Man. So Encore Moore is one of the fastest rising stars in the independent scene who has been getting high-profile matches with names like East Austin, like Rich Swan. But the young star trained by Amazing Red continues to shine from his endorsement with Bang Energy Drink and starting a new athletic clothing company. How does he find a balance to make it all work? Let's find out. All right, if you're ready and willing, I'm able, and welcome to another exciting edition of Shot of Wrestling, the interviews. If you've not done so already, make sure you connect with us on all forms of social media at Shot of Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or email us at inbox at shotofwrestling.com. Now we say it time, and time again that wrestling brings us together, and today is no different today. We are joined by one of the fastest rising stars in the independent scene. Please welcome to Shot of Wrestling, Encore More. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Abel. Yo, dude, it's, it's a pleasure. Uh, we've been really excited since we've seen you in action at Outlaw Wrestling. They're doing their tournament, which culminates on the 18th back at the Queens Brewery. You advanced... In the first round, so you're coming back. How does it feel to go against Rich Swan? Man, yo, when you just said that name again, again, <laughs> another <laughs> another spike of chills went through my body. Um, for one, I was just excited that I was going to be in this tournament to begin with. You know, like you said it before, I'm a rising star. So to everyone, that's that means that I'm new. So to be in this tournament with so many other guys like Swan, Homicide, you know, everyone else that's in there is like, it was really honored to be in part of that. And now the 18th, when I'm going to be against Rich Swan. And Rich Swan was one of the guys that I always saw myself going against in the ring and the fact that it's happening so, so soon and even in the tournament. And for a chance to win the Outlaw Championship, it's like, it's an honor for me. Like, I'm really excited for it. You get to be the inaugural champion. The first one in the promotion. Everybody always says you remember the first. Do you have any nerves? Are you are you a little timid going into this match? I wouldn't say timid. Nervous? Yeah. But it's good nerves because those nerves that go through my body, it always it challenges me to really stay focused. And no matter who's in front of me, Rich Swan, I see the goal. The goal is to be the inaugural Outlaw Champion, and everyone always remembers the first. And what a story it will be that the first Outlaw Wrestling Champion will be a guy on the rise, up and coming, a fresh face to really kick off who would probably say an even newer era of Outlaw Wrestling. Oh. I can see it. The era of the entertainer. That's right, the entertainment <laughs> era. Well, Showtime era. We, you mentioned <laughs> the Showtime era. I like that. Uh, you mentioned a, a lot of things that people recognize you for. Rising star, the new one on the scene. Do you feel some pressure living up to not just being a rising star, but continuing to ensure that that star keeps on rising? Yeah. Uh, the pressure is definitely there. But um, it's like I said, just, just before is that the pressure, it's a lot of 
nerves, there's a chip on my shoulder that I have to not only prove to myself, but it's more of like, okay, let's see what this guy's about. So now it's, now the pressure is there. But the pressure, it, it makes me better in a way so that they have the saying, pressure makes diamonds. And that's mm. really how I feel is that the more pressure and the more nerves, it taps me into this mode where it's like, okay, because now I like the challenge. Challenge makes me better. It puts me in an uncomfortable position. And I never want to feel comfortable. I always want to step out that comfort zone to even make myself even better as a wrestler, as a whole performer, as a, a complete individual. And, yeah, things like that, I, I love it. And so far, it's been getting me better. It's been, you know, making me into that diamond. The pressure makes diamonds. That's the saying that I'm always thinking about when I have those thoughts in my head. Uh-huh. Yeah, a, a lot of people throw that term rising star out there or unsigned talent out there. Um, so I could imagine the pressure. But as soon as we see you perform in the ring, um, it feels so effortless. It feels like you're not the new kid on the block. It feels like you've been doing this for years. So you immediately get the support of the fans and you get the support of your peers. Casey Navarro uh, commented on that post on Outlaw saying that, you know, Encore Showtime deserves this match, and he knows you're going to kill it. Shout what, out to Casey. <laughs> <laughs> what can oh, we boy. expect from your match against Rich Swan? You can expect, well, entertainment. Rich Swan is an entertainer himself, so I give him that. He's an entertainer himself. I mean, well, number, ranked my... number 10 on the PWI 500. He must be doing right. something right. Yes. Ranked number 10. Uh, amazing athlete, amazing performer. Um, I know what I can bring to the table. So what I'm expecting in that match is going to be, it could be fast-paced, slow-paced. It's really unpredictable. It's because I can adapt to whatever he brings uh, to the ring. I'm sure he can adapt to whatever I bring to the ring. So it's, it's going to be one of those fun, competitive match because we know what the end goal is, and that is for that Outlaw Championship, and we, we, we're not going to hold back. You have, no. you have definitely gotten the faith of all the promoters out there because they're putting you in these high-profile matches. Um, you're just coming off a big weekend, a huge weekend, PPW, you're going against Facade, and HOG right in our neighborhood, you have a match with Smiley, Montequilla, Nalo Kitano, Joey Silver, uh, Ace Austin. All of you are going to be mixing it up in the ring. I mean, how does it feel to be put on these high-profile matches? feels great. It feels where, um, it feel, you know, it feels humbling that, you know, it, I'm put in the match where, okay, I can go with these guys, you know. Competitive level, I'm there where, you know, the fans will see it. You know, again, the promoters are high on that they're just right behind me putting me into these high profile uh, matches and a guy with five other and a match with five other guys like that is just with smiley Nolo, monte um ace austin joey silver who again all these guys have more experience than me but again it's what i know that i would have to do to really bring 110 percent every single time you know, they're going to bring 100, I'm going to bring 110. They want to bring 150, I'll bring <laughs> 200, you know? So yeah. that, and then you have Facade, you know, Facade, who's always 
going at what three hundred percent. So guess what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go three fifty, four hundred percent to really give it to this guy. And then you know, again, and then later on, you have Rich Swan. I have, and then the day after that, the man that you mentioned before, KC, KC Navarro, another high-profile name. Again, shout out to KC. I have to go. <laughs> Two times whatever he's gonna bring, so he's gonna go six hundred percent. Again, I'm going seven hundred percent. So these high profile matches really does light that flame in me, that spark in me, where I know that I gotta bring more than what they bring. They they say uh, iron sharpens iron, and when you see names like yeah. this, when you see names like this on a match card, you know you're gonna expect the high flying. You know you're gonna expect. You know, people turning it up up to 300, 2,000, whatever it is. Um, so props to you. But these are the matches you already have scheduled. Are there any matches or someone that you want to face down the line? Ooh, down the line, I'm going to step into the deep end. And I want to say that I want to face, I want to go with Buddy Murphy Nice. I want to go. Yeah, I'm stepping into the deep end. The Amazing Red. Oh. My trainer, I want to go against the Amazing Red. There's a lot of guys out there. Um, I want to face Pac. Oh, yes. Yes. Pac, you know, then you have the Danielsons. I, I'm going, I want to face those guys, you know. If we're starting early with these high-profile names, why mm-hmm. not go deeper than that? You know, let's. Let's turn it up. <laughs> uh, those are the guys that I want to face down the line on my list. You know, um, I want to go down also on the face Matakia. A one on one. Yeah, I want to like really test my luchador style that I've been learning a lot from him as well. Um, aside from Red, but I want to go test lucha against Mate. That's one of the names also I like to throw in there. And I want to face yeah Charles Mason, Ken Broway another one so those names like when i really think about it there's more names that pops into my head but off the top those are the names that i would love to go up against we have a lot of just fans like ourselves who watch independent wrestling and keep up with all wrestling product listen to the show but we also have a lot of wrestlers who listen in many who've put in a lot more time than you have what do you think is the secret to your success um it's the reason why um it's always just, you know, I always have this saying where, well, another saying I like to believe in is like, you know, hard work would always be talent when talent fails to work hard. Well, I got that from Kevin Durant, but when I see that and hear that from him, I always keep that in my mind. Just always work hard, work hard, work hard, because no matter what talent is in front of you, the, the hard work would always be the talent when the talent fails to work as hard as you. So... First one in the gym, last one out, always just keeping it going, grinding, you know, just working, working, working hard. And it's, you know, why we love to do it, you know, the reason why, you know, I just love wrestling again. And it's who we do it for, you know, the fans. Again, without them, there really isn't a business, right? Mm-hmm. So seeing that they're out there, seeing the support, seeing their love for wrestling it just makes your love for that business grow even more and more so you know i always you know i love to like to time and cater to the fans you know when i'm in my entrance you know i'm always like 
looking around and just enjoying their presence. And it's like, yeah. it's like my thank you to them. Like, yo, thank you. The reason why you're the reason why, like we are out here. You're the reason why I'm out here. You're the reason why the business is still alive. So it's really the reason why we do it and who we're doing it for, you know? You know, what's interesting, uh, as you're telling us that you enjoy connecting with the fans, and I remember when you came out at at Outlaw Wrestling at the Queens Brewery, you know, everybody could envision the guardrails, people front row, but for some reason, when you came out, you started embracing people. You came out with this energy, this open heart that kind of made it feel like there were no guardrails. It was like you were opening your arms to everybody in that room. It, it's crazy how you're able to captivate a room like that. Yeah. It, it, again, it's like as soon as I come right out through the curtain and I hear them, see them, it's like, yeah, this is our show, you know? This is the entertainment. We are like the entire entertainment. This is showtime. It's like, guys... This show is because of you guys, and because of that, I'm gonna go out there and perform to the to my legs fall off. You know, <laughs> it's it's that. You know, I just my love for them. That connection is will always be there. Where did uh, your love for wrestling develop? How did you get into it? It. Uh, I remember one night, it was me, and my brother, home, and I went to his room for something. I forgot what it was. Probably just to bother him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, um, Younger I was brother? Older, older. Older brother, um, okay. Yeah, I was really, really, like a baby, really young. And I looked, I saw that he was watching something. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and I'm looking at the TV, and, you know, I'm like, what is that? And I just saw these two guys just randomly fighting in a squared, in a squared ring with ropes you know, as a kid, you don't, you never see anything like that before. You're just like, what is that? What is this? And he introduced me to, he said, this is, this is wrestling. And then the two people that I've seen was, um, it was The Rock and it was Triple H. This is when the rivalry was going on. Hmm. And, and I looked, I said, Who, who's this guy's name? And he told me the name, he said, that's The Rock. And then he looked at the other guy and he said, that's Triple H. And then he broke the whole story down to me. He said, this guy don't like this guy. <laughs> and basically, they're fighting for this championship. And it was the World Wrestling Federation Championship, the circle. Right. <laughs> that, that and so since then, that, that night, every single Thursday, I went to his room and we'll just watch SmackDown. Dude. Uh, had to be Thursday because I wasn't old enough to stay up. <laughs> on a Monday, Monday night, night. <laughs> it, was, it was school. So then that's when mom came and shut it down. She was like, no, you guys can't watch this so late. So then Thursday night, it was more forgiving at the end of 10. So since then, that was just my love for it. And just faithfully grew up watching it, watching it. Man, that's how it all began. Thanks to him, he was, I just looked at his TV. <laughs> so how does your brother and your family member, your mom feel about now you're joining um, other competitors in the ring. To this day, they still can't believe it. It's still mind blowing to them, and they would even say, like, you know, from watching me watch them on TV to now see me perform, like wrestle with them or against them, it's a it's a mind blowing factor to them. And then the support from them has been unreal. 
you know, to this day. So, again, it's another reason why I'm doing it is because that support from them, it just fuels, fuels me up and just keeps me going. Does mom get afraid of the wrestling injuries or the possibility of something bad possibly happening? Yeah, all the time. I got a couple of clips of her when she was watching um, one of my matches. You see, like, the concern in her face, like, if I was really hurt. I told her the injuries that I've had, and she gets scared. She gets nervous. She always wishes me, like, luck and everything, just prayers to stay safe, you know, just making sure that, you know, I'm doing what I can to, like, prevent myself from getting injured, you know? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you are working in this business, and I think – out of anybody I've seen out in social media, out in person, you're one of the people who really takes their selves and treats themselves as a business. You keep yourself really busy. Uh, you're working on partnerships, endorsements. So fill us in a little bit uh, about that and how that materialized. Like uh, you're promoting uh, Bang Energy Drink now, Renown. Uh, you had... Uh, nutrient meal plans that was supporting you. So, like, fill us in on that that side of the business. Yeah, so it's it's great that um that when I started wrestling and putting myself out there as a professional wrestler and an athlete, um, how crazy social media is is that anybody can find you, right? And right. so doing that didn't realize that. That also involves like companies and marketers watching to see who's out there, then just to promote their business as well. Then first company reached out to me was the um, the meal plan company. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave me this you know pitch this whole idea to me. Hey, you know, we love what you're doing with your social media. We're offering you you know the meal plans to promote, also get some compensation compensation as well for doing so. You know, at first I'm thinking I'm like. Um, do they know that I'm a wrestler and not really, you know, just uh, an influencer? Because influencers right. do that. They mm-hmm. just promote, 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 not necessarily professional athletes. So when I thought about it and I'm, I messaged back to them and I said, you know, hey, just to let you know I'm a professional athlete. I'm not really an influencer, but, you know, I would love to do this for you. But um, they replied back and I said, yeah, that's really why. Because. <laughs> <laughs> They like the professional athlete. They like the wrestler. They never had a wrestler promoting their stuff before. So right. that's what lit a light bulb in my head and said, wait a minute. This is like the endorsement route through, like, with professional wrestling. Now I took pride into how I present my social media because now I'm thinking mm-hmm. at the business standpoint, even when I promote my own business, um, which is renowned sportswear. I'll get into that in a bit. But knowing that it was like, okay, maybe this opens the door for different companies to like know what I do inside the ring. And also, it's a way to connect with new casual fans, right? So again, we want to keep that connectivity. We want to grow the business. But how do we grow the business? We have to, in a way, grab newer fans. Like that little boy who just walked into his brother's room, just happened to be there and just looked at the TV and instantly became a fan. So to the, to the casual um, customer of the Nutri-Meals or the Bang Energy, they look and see this guy promoting Bang. And, oh, what does he do? Professional wrestler. Now we have a new, we have a new fan. We have a new fan of the business. So I thought about it as a bigger picture that, yeah, I want to keep opening these doors to, like, grab these endorsements to 
gain new casual fans to, for the business to help it keep growing. No, I totally, um, I totally see that. And then I feel like you're one of those people doing it on the independent scene that we don't see so often. And as a fan, you get really excited because it is something new. It's like you're pioneering this vision of the endorsements and partnerships are not just for when you make it to the big stage. Like you could take a piece of that pie now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've seen other people in in our circle, you know, do that as well. Mike Verna had a Philadelphia cream cheese commercial a year ago. You had Greek got Papadon on some billboards in the city right now. And you have your partnerships going on. Uh, talk to about, us about uh, Renowned Sportswear and what that is. So Renowned Sportswear is my personal snack leisure brand. Um, what that means is you can wear these things, these clothing, whether it's in the gym or you're traveling to your flight, or you're lounging. So as a business, I started back in quarantine. This was when we was locked down, mm-hmm. couldn't leave the house, no wrestling, nothing was going on. I can only train like so many people at the time with COVID going around. As a personal trainer, I'll get into that in a bit. But I needed a way to still you know, keep myself as a brand growing. And just, again, those didn't stop quarantine nope quarantine so took about took some money a couple thousand and just invested into starting up a business and because i was you know in the athletic fitness field thought to myself you know let's let me start something let me try it again stepping out the comfort zone you know just challenging myself not knowing that it was a good choice um so now renowned sportswear I make it as the most comfortable athleisure brand mm-hmm. from New York City and growing that. You know, it's been successful, you know, we're two years strong. So it's, well, one year. Yeah, yeah, one year. Some change. But, yeah, so Renowned Sportswear is my brand that I've been pushing, growing. I put the logo on, like, my gear. Mm-hmm. Um, wrestling, too. So it's a way of still keeping that a part of me. And I treat us like my baby, you know, just like, yeah. I just want to grow it eventually it'll be one of the best fitness brands out there so nike adidas <laughs> <laughs> where, where does this uh business acumen or this business mindset come from like did you study this in school um do you have a mentor that is guiding you along the way yeah so my mentor i have a mentor i never i did go to school for one semester for business but I didn't really learn anything. I was just one of those guys that just wants to go there and just make attendance, right? But yeah. <laughs> I really didn't learn from there. Who I really learned from was from my, my two brothers. The one that uh, put me on to wrestling as well, he runs his car business. Mm-hmm. So he's a part owner of his car. And another mentor of mine, he also runs business of his own as well. By them just telling me, you know, giving me, you know, just like guidelines on what to do, tips, and just different like insights on what I can do. Also, I guess it just, I don't know, I guess I watch a lot of YouTube videos as well. Okay. You, know? um, you can find anything on YouTube nowadays. You can find anything. I'm I just did surprised. a lot of research. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it was really a lot of research when I think about it. It was more research, reaching out to my brothers, just. And also just doing it and trying it. Because sometimes you'll learn from, like, reading and from when people would tell you what to do. But you would really learn by just going out there and doing it. Right. And making mistakes. Because 
to be honest with you, I made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> like growing renowned. So going out there, making those mistakes, and then learning from it. You know, right. same thing with like wrestling. You know, we go out there, we lose matches, but we lose matches to learn, to come back, and to you know win the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's really the the biggest the biggest thing I learned from was going out there, doing it, making decisions, making mistakes off those decisions, uh, decisions, and then learning from it, and then constantly doing it over and over and over just develop like this nice keen knowledge of running a business yeah no i totally understand it's not easy um i'm in retail myself so when you're talking to me about building a a fitness fashion empire and starting it from the ground up i'm thinking oh man this guy needs promotion he needs logos he needs uh, distributors he needs fabrics you know and if it's athletic wear you know you wanted to make it the best athletic wear possible because you are going against a lot of competition out there. Um, You mentioned you're a personal trainer. uh, So that's another business inside of it. So it's a cool way how you're marrying the two together, uh, especially with wrestling being a personal trainer. It keeps up with your physique. How is your, your personal regimen? Because your body is sick. Uh, it's definitely putting you in front of the right people who want to give you these endorsements because of the way you look and present yourself. Yes. Like, um, when the personal training started, it's exactly started just because, you know, exactly how you said it, you know, people, I would get the recognition like, wow, man, your body's amazing. It's great. Um, and getting that it's good. Like it's cool. But now I think of it as like, all right, it's good that I have this look in this body. But again, I want to know what I can do to help someone else get that, that look, you know, because again, we start from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I, if I show you a picture of myself, but I, before I step foot into the gym, you'll probably be like, what, what the hell? Who is this person? So, so there is um, a before picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so now when I started working out, um, it was a great year. Uh, that first year that I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. Nothing. I didn't know what, what was a muscle. I didn't know what machine was for what. I would just walk in look at the first machine that was available and just use it to what I would think that would be used. Right. Right. So now we fast forward three, two, three years later. Now wrestler. Now a friend once messaged me, reached out to me and said, Hey man, just like what you said, you know, people reaching out, mm-hmm. Hey man, your body is great. You know, um, I just have a question. Like what can I do to make, you know, my arms big like yours or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I thought, I said, okay, let me give him all the answers that he needed. And then to everyone learns different. You can tell them, tell them, you can show them. You can like visually like look for the show picture. But me, I'm a visual learner. I have to do it in order for me to learn. Right. So he reached out. He said, hey, can you actually just 
come with me to the gym and we can work out together and I'll mm-hmm. follow your workout routine. And I said, okay, no problem. Let's do it. I could go mind a workout. So I went, <laughs> um, worked out a bit, and seeing the friend of mine work out in the way that I used to when I first walked in, which was wrong, by the way. So I just corrected a little bit, corrected his form, you know, all the things that I never knew at first. So now I realize that I can actually help people and show people how to reach the body that they need from things that I wish I knew when I first started. So that way they can even get a quicker head start. So I said, you know what, let me, maybe I'm onto something. And then that's what started my whole personal training thing. Now I want to help all my clients, everyone that I work with achieve the body that they need, you know, based off of knowledge that I wish I knew when I first started, you know? What are some of the... What are some of the mistakes uh, people do if they don't know or they're just jumping into the gym? Dieting, um, rest, muscle group. So you, you, it's really a plan of what your workout routine would be. A workout routine, and that's weekly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, again, when I didn't know what I was doing, I would do – arms and legs and back so my workouts would be all over the place not having necessarily a plan of what i'm doing when walking into the gym versus where i walk in or i have a client and i say listen today we are not doing legs we are only doing arms so that Mm -hmm. way tomorrow we're going to work chest and back and then the next day then we'll go back to up. So it's a plan of a workout regimen of how you want to like build your workout routines. So having that plan was something that I always thought that was like the biggest thing, a plan because you, you need your muscles to work out a certain amount of time and to recover at a certain amount of time. So yeah, it was really knowing that just the science of it. No, it's it's very interesting. Uh, I'm personally someone who's always been challenged with weight growing up, you know, as a little kid. And, you know, there were times that I my weight would fluctuate, my um, my body fat percentage would fluctuate. Uh, It was just always something that, you know, I wish early on someone would kind of teach me. So it's really cool that you know, you're taking your time to invest in the lives of these people because it makes a huge difference. It's something that many people carry with them through most of their lives. And it takes someone to to break those bad habits and get them started on good ones to actually start just living life and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And we're saving lives too. Yeah. We're really saving lives because it's really a health risk too sometimes, you know? Absolutely. No, Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like we're just going over your whole schedule. I mean, you have a busy wrestling schedule. You're doing personal training. You have endorsement deals. You're running your own business. You're an entrepreneur. What does Encore More do when, you know, the lights are off? How do you relax? What do you do on your downtime? My downtime, I am... If there's any. <laughs> well, got to eat. <laughs> I love to eat, so what I'm eating. <laughs> um, 
one, I'm eating. I'm going over, you know, different matches, scouting my next opponents, just mm. watching. Um, and, yeah, I'm just training as well. So those are my downtimes, training, eating, um, scouting, watching, just finding ways to where I can, like, just mentally prepare myself for the next day. Now, when you say eating, does that mean, like, are you, like, a foodie? Like, do you go, like, search these food trucks out there? Do you, like, like desserts? What kind, what kind of food do you like to eat? Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully my clients are not listening to this. Um, <laughs> all the bad stuff, honestly. Really? Really? It's the bad stuff. Well, I just love to eat. But, again, uh, something I tell them, too, is, like, it's not really what you eat. Is you know, it's the moderation of how much of it you're mm-hmm. eating so I'm not always eating a pepperoni pizza or i'm not always eating a cheeseburger or anything like that but i'm eating like you know the chicken the rice and stuff like that um different ways where i can balance it but it, it's it it's a wide range of it so it's could be candy i love skittles gummies oh my goodness <laughs> gummies love pizza um turkey the rice. I mean, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Is there a specific oh, dish that mom's going to make that you're like, I can't, I got to save some calories for this? Baked macaroni and cheese. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, baked macaroni yeah. and cheese with the roasted chicken, the turkey, the yams, the potato salad. Oh, my, wait, what's this? It's November 11th right now? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's right around ah, the corner. Got to start wait. saving those calories, bro. <laughs> Uh, can't wait. Two more weeks. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, but before Thanksgiving, you have a busy wrestling weekend to come ahead. Um, I know we're really excited. We're excited to see who will be that new Outlaw Championship. Who's going to win that new Outlaw Championship? Hopefully, is you. You got us backing you up. So I really hope you make it through the through to the end because this is the second round. So whoever makes it through their second round matches will go into a fatal four-way elimination match in the main event. That's going to be sick on November the 18th coming from Queens Brewery. Is there anything you want to let your fans know before we wrap up that they may not know about The Last Entertainer? I think we covered up a lot that the fans may have not known, but anything else do come up that fans may not know. Any questions? Socials is always there. Like, I get people that reach out to me all the time, just questions in general, and I'm just answering them. So the the message is always open. You can always reach out um, on all socials. Or I'll be back here at this next episode of Shot of Wrestling. <laughs> we might do an encore presentation of this interview. Thanks. Um, but Where can we I'm catch you uh, if we're following on social media? Where, where do we go for that? Encore Showtime, one word, on all socials. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's Encore, The Last Entertainer. Or if you just type in, yeah, if you type in Encore, it'll pop up. But Encore Showtime on all socials, that's where you can catch me. You can also send me any questions, any concerns, anything, and I'll answer them. Or I'll be back here. <laughs> the door is always open for you to come back. But what we would like the most is for you to come back with that shiny new outlaw championship we would have to do it live you gotta bring it to the studio baby let's do it do it live it's in the universe we manifesting it um rich one 
Hope he's ready. Because I'm going to the next round. I'm going to do everything that I can to get to that next round. And get to that fatal four-way elimination. Well, fun fact, too. It's like multi-man matches. I undefeated. That's your the thing. That is, yes. Wow. Triple threat. Triple threat. I did win. It was a fatal four-way I was in. I won that as well. And they were all four championship opportunities. I bet you so it, right now all of uh, Rich Swan's friends are, are trying to grease him up and be like, you need to k- take care of Encore because we cannot have him in the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, so <laughs> Fatal 4 luck has been on my side. So getting to that next round, I would have a great chance of bringing that out more time to the studio. I love it, brother. I love it. Yeah. Stick around. We still have a lot more show. Kane is in the building. A true businessman, the last entertainer, Andre Encore Moore, is focused on becoming the inaugural Outlaw Champion. If he gets through Rich Swan, just hand him the belt because he is undefeated in multi-man matches. Queens Brewery, November 18th history, will be made. Good job, Green Man. So I'll be there in person to the witnesses as well. So if you want to hang, watch yeah, wrestling, right. hang out with Funko Party, buy me a drink. Queens Brewery, Thursday, November 18th. Tickets are still available. Should be a good one. Looking forward to history being made for the first ever Outlaw Champion. It's going to be a big wrestling weekend, man. Last one was standing match, TCW. Possible new champion there at Outlaw. Lots of cool stuff happening, man, this week in the independent wrestling scene. Yeah, man. Good times. Good times to be a wrestling fan these days. That's all we got here then today. I think we're done. That's all we got. Yeah. No, uh, no what's trending. No TV takedown. Uh, we're going to... We're, Going to head into AEW full gear. That that should be a great show because, you know, we have Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. We have CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Uh, by the time this show comes out, those matches have already happened. Looking forward to see if the CM Punk, Eddie Kingston storyline will continue past this. We shall see about that. But, yeah, I mean, dude, two big interviews here, back-to-back, doubleheader, first-time shot of wrestling history. I don't foresee that happening anytime soon again. <laughs> yeah, never say never. Never say never, right? So we'll be back next week for episode 282. Hopefully back to normal. But until then, for Hollywood Mark Schwann, for Encore Moore, for Riley Shepard, for our own Green Man, I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Putty, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I need to announce it's last Last call call at at the the bar. bar. Oh. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us on this episode of Shot of Wrestling Podcast. But just when you think you're done, they bring you back in. And I still have the last entertainer, Encore, here with us. Are you ready for last call? Oh, I'm ready. Let's get it. (laughs) And away we go. Who was your markout wrestler growing up? The Rock. What fictional character would you like to wrestle? Mmm, fictional character. It's got to be Buzz Lightyear. What is your spirit animal? A panther. Who is the one individual in your life that challenges you the most? It's got to be my mother, man. (laughs) Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. She's rough. (laughs) Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Basketball. 
What is your cheat meal or cheat snack? Pepperoni pizza. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, that's nice. Um, go with Rihanna. All right. What is something you learned about yourself during quarantine? That if I put the mind to it, I can pretty much achieve anything that I like put my mind to. That's why I started my business. Because when quarantine happened, I challenged myself and just started, you know, you know what, let me start my business. And that's what I learned that I can be a successful entrepreneur outside the ring. Absolutely, man. And with those words, I encourage everybody to go follow your dreams. And you could be anything you want to be. Brother, thank you so much for joining us on Shot of Wrestling. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you very soon. Thank you so much for having me. See you guys soon. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>